During crisis and economic depression, small business owners often struggle with making sales and keeping the loyalty of their people because if you ain't selling, it's hard to pay the bills. On the Ethical Sales Podcast, you will learn new ways to selling ethically and communicating with your people to create more loyalty and getting out of the rut of stress and frustration. When there is plenty of sales, there should be plenty of profits to keep things flowing smoothly and everybody be happy, happy, happy. Fall of 2008. I remember coming home from work, super frustrated. We should have been home by like 4 o'clock or 4.30. And like so many nights, it was 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock. And I threw my lunch bucket across the floor. Uh, and I'm not that kind of a guy. Like, I don't usually get mad. I think I'm pretty easygoing. And I threw my lunch bucket across the floor and I said, I hate my job. I mean, my wife and I had just been married for uh, maybe a year and a half super frustrated. And that's not usually me. And I think my wife was kind of surprised and she's like, what are we going to do? And we believe very strongly that God cares about every aspect of our life. And so we made it a matter of prayer. And that night, like we prayed about it. And the very next day, Simon, which we talked about on the last podcast, which is a great friend of ours, called me up and he said, hey, why don't you start your own roofing business? And I'll give you work whenever you uh, need work. I'll uh, pay you guys or I'll pay you. He was having that conversation with me because we actually didn't work together on the same crew, even though we worked for the same company. So we, I said, you know what? I think that was not a coincidence that uh, God cares about every aspect of our life. And so we just took a big jump of faith. And I said, you know, him and I talked about it. We talked about it with our parents, kind of get got dad's opinion of it. And we just took a big leap of faith and we jumped out there. And I look back today and I think about that, like, what if I would have loved my job? And it wasn't that I hated doing what I did. It wasn't that I hated the person I worked for because he's a great guy. But what I hated was that I couldn't control my own hours. We couldn't control, you know, when we left for work and when we came home from work. I mean, it was, you know, when the boss said, let's pack up and go home. And sometimes that was at 2.30 in the afternoon and we were two, two hours from home. And sometimes that was 6.30, 7 o'clock at night before he said, all right, guys, let's, let's head out because we had a schedule to work on. We had a schedule. We had to be somewhere else the next day. I'm super thankful today for that push. But, you know, I'd be lying to you if I wouldn't tell you that was very frustrating and it took a lot of faith to jump out on our own. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's going to take faith anytime you, you know, you quit one phase of life and move into another phase. And, and it's not just in businesses. Every changes are hard. Every aspect yep. of life, you know, takes a leap of faith. Yep. You know, you might be thinking about getting married, dating. You like the girl you're dating, but, you know, you're not sure if you want to jump in in the next phase. Hey, it takes it takes faith and it yep. takes believing. It takes that in in every aspect of life, and believing that the next chapter is going to be better. You have to believe that to take the step. Yeah, most of the greatest blessings in life you'll ever know come from taking that step of faith. Sometimes it's so hard to take, but you look back later and you wonder why was it so difficult to take that step. If I would have known how good it is, I would have took it a long time ago. Yeah, but that's why it's called faith. While, while we're on this subject, you know. Maybe somebody listening is kind of in that place in life and you find yourself in a situation that you don't want to be in, but you also, you know, especially for the people that need their I's dotted and their T's crossed, you also need more clarity before you take a step, you know, and I'm, I, I don't advocate blindly stepping into something, but seldom do you take a step in the direction that you really want to head and, and regret it. Um, you know, make that step and, and you'll figure it out. Um, sometimes what you need to actually figure it out is first make the step and, and, um, mm -hmm. you know, then the pieces of the puzzle start fitting together. 
And when you're forced to to do what it takes, you t- you tend to do what it takes. Yep. Um, and you know, a year later, you l- you look back and you kind of forget what all you had to do and all the hard work, and you're starting to reap the benefits. And and you you really thank yourself for the the brave move, for the faith, yep. for the step of faith. And and you know, th- we did that. Yep. Years years ago, we did that, and and it took faith. It took right. It, and there are still things that we do today that take a lot of faith. I've done a lot yeah, of other things sure. in my life that I think people look at and wish they could do that. Coming from the background that we took, it took an unreal amount of of faith to step away from that and do what we did. We literally left our families and friends. And now, sure, we still have a lot of those same families and friends. We still have a lot of those. But trust me when I say that when you leave a culture like that, uh, there is something that, you know, it takes time. Mm-hmm. A lot of the family and friends kind of forsook you for a while until they realize that you're still the same person. You just you live your life a little differently. Um, and so those things take in a lot of faith too. But I look back on those things as well and, you know, nothing against anything back there, anybody that's, you know, back in the, where we grew up, but I'm glad we did. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, where we're at today is, is better than if we would have stayed there. And so sometimes mm-hmm. that step looks like a dark tunnel. You know, you don't see clearly until you step into it, and then you realize it was actually easier than I thought it was. Coach Burt has a phrase he says all the time. He says, you can't see the picture when you're inside the frame. And that's actually one of my favorite business quotes is when you have somebody else. And, that, and I think, you know, we're not going to talk much about a coach, but that's why you need a coach sometimes. That's why you need to listen in on things like this is because you don't see clearly at your, you don't see yourself clearly when you're looking at yourself and you need other people in your life like other people in their life pointing out you need to get strong, get stronger in this, or you need to get stronger in that. That doesn't make you weak. That makes you strong. That makes you, you know, vulnerability and saying, how can I get better? Makes you stronger. Trainings make you stronger. And if you're going to move past where you're at right now in life, then you have to get some training to learn things that you don't know right now to move you past where you're at right now. We talk about the law of the lid some in our own businesses. And your income um, won't maintain at a level that you're not at. And that's why you have to train for those levels. I remember the first, you know, step of faith that we took and we spent a bunch of money on a training. It was a three-day training and then it was backed by another three-day training about six weeks later, the same program. We took off of our businesses. That was time we could have been cold calling. I mean, that was our second year, I think. We could have been cold calling. We could have been marketing. We could put that money into marketing. We probably spent about $10,000 between the trainings and hotels and travel. You know, a lot of people would have probably told us we probably shouldn't spend that money at the phase of life we were in because we didn't have extra money. But we knew that we got to learn something to get us past a 20 or 30% of sales. Like we were only getting maybe 20 or uh, max 30% of what we were bidding we were actually selling. And so we went, implemented the training. And I remember, and we're not going to get into a lot of the training on this, on this uh, episode, because I mean, there is hours of content that we could talk about in trainings. But I remember coming back from that training and implementing what we had learned. And I think it was the second day of the training. I looked at my wife and I said, I thought this was a sales training, not a relationship seminar. But we learned that, you know, when you build a relationship, you, you build influence. We uh, implemented that training and that $10,000 worth of trainings took our business more than double the next year. And I know if we didn't have that and we wouldn't have learned what we learned over that time, there's a lot of people that we would not have been doing business with. And some of those people are still clients today. I was selling and then unselling myself the first couple of years because I didn't know when to shut up. 
probably some of the best, you know, money we've ever spent on training was that initial training just because it kind of, you know, we've spent a lot of money on other training since, but it was kind of the springboard where things kind of started turning around. That was our first big year, what I would say is our first yeah, real money year. Yep. yep. So let's talk a little bit about what I would call small businesses, businesses that are, you know, at 300 or $500,000 a year in, um, you know, annual sales, the right processes or are those businesses at the place where they need the accountants and the managers and where does that come in? When, when's the right time to, to hire a good accountant, to hire some managers? What's the first hire, you know, things, if you want to scale your business and grow your business, what's, what's the first things you should be looking for? So you need to get the foundation, right? Right. Not having that foundation, right. Can cause us to make decisions that are not healthy for our company healthy for our banking account and all those things when we're not willing to do the things that a small business owner needs to do. You know, there's a lot of things that I don't like to do in my business. And today our business is at a place that if I want to hire somebody and we do to do the things that, that maybe I'm not so good at, we have the money to do that. But initially when we started, you know, we didn't bring anybody on until we, till we were, I don't know. I mean, we, we, <laughs> we started really, really, well, and you know, we, we had it a little different than maybe some people because we started as a partnership. And so yeah. there was two of us right yeah. out of the gate. I did all the selling out of the gate and the same, you always ask the same question. I would call you and I would say, Hey, I got this job. It's a 30,000 or $50,000 job. I got the job. We got the project. And your question is always the same. What am I going to make? Really? Yeah. Remember that money? Kind of. Still is. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. What am I going to make? I was managing the projects, yeah, taking care and making sure that they got done. Uh, I got to give sure you a hard time. Making sure they got done right. So while you're sitting in an air-conditioned truck driving down the road, I'm out there. Sweating. Sweating. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, man. You're awesome. And when the roof leaked, it was my fault, not yours. So That's right. Um, I would say I kind of played my part, but yeah, you, know, you did. I, I, I get it. You, you so, play your part well. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we were talking about doing things in the right order. Yeah. You got to, well, you, you gotta, know, my take yeah. is if you're a 300,000, $500,000 company, I guess it depends what field you're in. In our mm-hmm. field, if you have a $500,000 company, you don't need but two or three guys working for you as laborers because <laughs> what comes with the $500,000 in sales, you can handle yourself. You can manage the job. You can make mm-hmm. the sales. Your company really isn't at the place to where you should be paying an accountant. Your right. company really you isn't take at those the, phone calls. It, right. Yeah. You're, it's not at the place to where you got a guy that's your service guy and you got an accountant, you got a manager and you, you're just making sure everybody's doing their job. If that's the way you're going to run your company, you're probably not going to make that much without doing more sales than that. I feel like, especially in, in the field where we're commercial roofing. I mean, if you're doing three to $500,000 in sales, you're only doing about 10 projects or less a year. You know, and there's decent money there. It just yep. depends where you want to be at. If you're doing $500,000 in sales, hey, you should be making, you know, 30, 40% as an owner there. But that's you taking the phone calls. That's you going out and selling yep. jobs. That's you showing your guys where they need to be doing the application on. And that's you running the whole company. You know, in our field, that's not that hard to do by yourself with those kind of numbers. But if you want to scale your company and you want to grow your company, my 10 cents is I don't think the first person you need to hire is an accountant or the first person you need to hire is a manager. I think the first person you need to put in place is somebody to help you bring in more money. And that would be a sales guy. But there's not that much risk bringing a sales guy in, really, especially if he's on commission. And we yeah. could have a complete separate episode here on hiring and we might hear down the road, but you know, hiring the right people, I think is very crucial with that. I think the biggest expense a lot of companies have is their um, employee turnaround. You get somebody trained up and it costs a lot of money to train people. And then they leave. And then they end up not cutting it or they leave for something else or 
you know, whatever. And I think the interview process and, and being upfront and making sure they understand your culture and making sure that they're a fit, making right. sure that they have the qualifications and that they are all they say they, they are, especially a sales position. I feel like a lot of times those people should be getting paid off of, off of a commission more than they're getting paid off of a salary. You know, you might have to put them on something to start them um, to kind of learn the whole process and get, get things rolling. But for the most part, at least three, four months down the road, they need to be, they need to be uh, getting paid on a commission. And I think if people are walking because if people walk because they can't make it on commission only, I think that, that they don't think they want to just get paid that way. I think that that talks a lot of for their own, for their belief in themselves. Right. You got to keep them hungry. We'll go do things. And if you're not, uh, you may sleep. In. And most, most people say, Hey, I'm great at sales. If you ask most people, I've had a lot of conversations with people all the time. Yep. Oh yeah. I could sell ice to an Eskimo. You know, that's people's belief. People see themselves a lot better than most of them actually are. If the guy says, hey, I can sell ice to an Eskimo, but he's not willing to work on commission, what does that tell you about his belief system about actually selling ice to an Eskimo? A woman that was lost in the in the mountains, I think it was in South in Hawaii or somewhere. I believe her name was Amanda. And she was lost. She went, she went to the woods to meditate for an hour. She hiked a, a mile or two back in. And after meditation, she gets up to leave and she she soon realized that she was lost. Her gut feeling and the direction that she had was wrong. She got lost for like 17 days. Oh, wow. um, I believe they, she got found and, and was okay. But if she would have just brought a simple compass along, didn't need batteries, didn't cost much, she could have been home for dinner. Wouldn't have been wandering around in the wilderness, lost for 17 days. And I, and I feel like, you know, there's a lot of business owners out here that are going on that walk. They're going to meditate without a compass. They're lost in the wilderness, wandering around, walking circles for 17 days, trying to get out when really the solution isn't very expensive. You just need to take the proper procedures, take the proper steps in the right order. You're not going to be lost. You're going to be home for dinner. Uh, You're going to be enjoying dinner with your family instead of shivering in the mountains somewhere. Right. And that comes back to really can't see the picture when you're inside the frame. Because you have all these things that you're trying to juggle. I had a business owner um, tell me, and I just need some help. He said, I feel like I'm out in the middle of a big ocean, paddling as hard as I can go, and I don't have any time to steer. And that's why we need trainings. That's why we, it's important to tap into other people's knowledge and resources. Um, is because you'll learn things that just one little thing. It's like golf. You know, man, you think you just suck at it. But you turn that club two degrees and it goes straight down the fairway. And that's a lot of times like business. You're not that far off, but you just need a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of tweaking here and there. And you'll find that. What? Instead of being lost for 17 days, you'll be home for dinner. Again, thanks guys for being here. Thanks again for listening to Ethical Sales Podcast with the Raber Twins. Could you do us a huge favor? We're giving away over $1,000 in prizes during the podcast launch. Simply go to ethicalsales.com, then leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts for a chance to win. Again, just go to ethicalsales.com. That would really help us spread this message. Again, thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. This episode was hosted by the Max Potential Podcast Network. 
Find more great shows at MaxPotential.com.